1: We are diverting from what was originally planned to do basically an early mid-series review of The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, the podcast put on by Christianity Today. So, let's get into it. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer. And this is my beautiful wife, Nikki. So before we start diving into this, babe, is there anything you would like to say?
2: I just want to ask for prayers, um, for grace to start homeschooling these kids soon. And I'm just reading through all the books, all the instructions on the parents' part. And I'm just realizing I'm going to be relearning a lot of things. <laughs> so help me learn and help him while well, you probably paid attention a little more than I did in school.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, are you smarter than a third grader? And you're (laughs) like, I'm not too sure anymore. So pray for us there. Uh, Please jump on social media or the Discord channel. We want to hear your prayer requests so we can pray with you. And we want to hear your praise reports. If God's doing something great in your life, we want to know about it. And also pray for us. We have that interview coming up on Friday with Nazarene Caffeine. And pray for him too. pray that his ministry would do well. He just recently got married. So pray for his marriage and all of that. I'm sure he would appreciate it. So we wanted to shift from what we had originally planned because we thought this was going to be a little more pertinent of a message since it's actually like kind of time sensitive. You know, we originally planned on Monday, we looked at value versus values and then Wednesday, or today, I'm sorry, we were supposed to look at sort of value versus values with the American Christian Church. But that's sort of a big picture idea that doesn't seem terribly time sensitive. Um, We're still going to be discussing that. But the way that this show is going to kind of go over the next week or two is uh, today we're sort of looking at sort of a broad overview of this podcast series. The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, with a more particular focus on episode five, because that's the episode that just came out. And there's going to be 12 episodes in total, and we're going to review all of them. But the way it's going to work is we'll do episode five today. Friday, we're going to have the interview with Nazarene Caffeine. And then starting on Monday, we're going to go back to episode one and then do one through four just to kind of get everybody caught up because this is sort of time sensitive. The podcast is coming out now. And then once we're done with that, we'll either do American Christian values after those are done. Or if we have the time, we may just do it as like a Saturday, Sunday episode if we can find the time to squeeze it in. So that's the way the show is going to look going forward. So make sure like subscribe, do all of that. Follow us on the podcast platform you're on and then share us with somebody. If, if you think this would be beneficial or worthwhile to them, we would certainly appreciate it. All right. So sorry, this is a little bit me heavy to start here, but I'm just trying to lay out what we're doing. So the reason we're starting with episode five today um, is because I really wasn't planning on reviewing this series. Uh, But then I went for a jog today. And while I was running I just, man, listening to episode five, I felt like, okay, this definitely needs to be reviewed. So the thing is, you may not agree with everything that we discuss here. Me and Nikki didn't even agree on a a whole lot of it when we were talking about it. you
2: were kind of shocked when I came in. Yeah,
1: I was like, how dare you disagree with me? (laughs) So uh, our only um, request of you was don't be like a modern America. If you disagree with us. Please don't just write us off as you know heretics and bums, you know. Maybe come jump on social media, leave us a comment on whatever platform you're listening to us on, and discuss this with us because we don't really care about being right in this situation. We want to get it right. Mm-hmm. So if we're off base or we don't have all the facts, right? Let us know because we're open to you know good I sound. Don't, I teaching. don't have
2: all the facts. Like this is new. This podcast to me,
1: and I and a for lot of Nikki, questions. yeah uh give her some grace i kind of sprung this on her last minute and she hasn't even watched or listened up until episode five so she's only got episode five yeah she's i started get...
2: listening and i didn't even know like what spencer was talking about like what side is he on and so i
1: this is my way of getting back at her because she loves to spring a question on me halfway through the sentence And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. My
2: thoughts are already going. And I think you've been like listening to my thoughts. So you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm a man. I never (laughs) listen.
1: First thing getting started off here, I want to start with the good. And looking at this series as a whole, you know, I do have a lot of praise for the production of the podcast. You know, the host, (laughs) Mark Cosper, his audio sounds amazing. You know, as us as like burgeoning podcasters, we hope to get there someday because it sounds great.
2: I noticed it too. I know that's your area, but I'm noticing those things too as you talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it
1: sounds awesome. The music, secondly, is fantastic. All the music on there is really good. And then, you know, just overall, the production value of the podcast is wonderful, so they've done a great job there. But for the content, uh, this is where I personally start breaking from the pack and even breaking from Nikki a little bit here, you know as this podcast has been going, I've been seeing nothing but praise sort of being heaped on uh, Mark Cosper, the host and Christianity today for the wonderful work they're doing. And as I listen, I'm like, I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get why there's so much praise for this. So that's sort of the good and where I sort of separate and why I'm telling people to be beware when you're listening to this. And the reason for kind of three points up front. The first, this podcast again is hosted by Christianity today. And in my opinion, from reading a lot of articles and stuff uh, from Christianity today, to me, they seem to have sort of a progressive like social justice warrior, critical race, religion bent to their website a little more than my uh, more than my liking. So I think that's kind of their viewpoint when they look at issues, you know, that systematic racism type of thing.
2: That's good that you noticed that because that's not anything I would have, I don't know that.
1: Yeah. If you're not looking on their website a lot and seeing the articles that they, you know, talk about, you may not catch that. That's something, and again, I could be wrong. Please let me know if I'm wrong. Um, Secondly, and this bothers me, I feel like this is a very mainstream media or like a Netflix documentary way of doing things. And- they present or like the views that we get come from like the interviews of the people that were in the church or knew about the church. And they're presented in a way that like what they're saying is true and to be believed while at the same time, you know, whatever Mark Driscoll or the pro Mars Hill side of things are, is sort of framed as untrustworthy and outlandish in almost every instance. So I just think, you know, much like when you watch any documentary, kind of be, you know that they're taking one side of the story here.
2: Yeah, they want you to side with them, and you only ever hear, like, one side of the story.
1: Yeah, so so you'll hear something like, you know, this lady went to church there for two years, and she's like, it's a bad church. And you're like, wow, what an honest woman. And then they're like, you know, Mark Driscoll, and he's like, I don't agree with that. And you're like, you lying bum. like. You don't. You weren't there. You don't know either Just side. Just like when of you
2: hear, you meet somebody and you hear their side of the story, maybe in a divorce or whatever, and, and you automatically agree with them. But when you hear the other side, you're like, "Oh."
1: Yeah, the truth always lies somewhere both in the middle, sides. right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Not
1: always, but yeah. But then the last point, and this one in particular, is what made me stop and go, "Okay, we've got to talk about this." So this lady named jessica johnson she's been interviewed in a couple of the different episodes and she was featured in episode five again and um you know she kind of holds and gives this point of view that you know the church culture at mars hill was like male dominant kind of this chauvinistic culture and the problem with this is jessica johnson is not a christian she states this in episode five that she's not a christian doesn't go to church Mm -hmm. so I have a big problem when we start letting non-believers yeah. start telling us the way church should be run or what's right or wrong inside of a church if you're not even a Christian. so Yeah,
2: like I thought that was kind of weird because it's a Christian podcast that they would have. Like they could have found anybody else, someone who, like why did they have her on there instead of someone who is a Christian? Yeah. Like why do they have to have an – outspoken unbeliever on there. And even though like I did agree with some of the things she said, but it's not wise to have an unbeliever um, trying to critique the church.
1: Yeah, that was that was the main point that jumped out to me on this. And I thought like, you know, Christianity today should know better right? than right. to start letting non-believers critique us. So that was kind of the overview. I think for me, if I was telling somebody going in to listen to this show, I would say have this sort of overview. That doesn't mean that they're right or wrong or their points are right or wrong or anything like that. It just, to me, that's what I think when I've listened to this show, the, the worldview sort of thing that they have. So moving on to episode five specifically, episode five is pretty much focusing on the idea of like an overly sexualized culture at Mars Hill and sort of how it was oppressive to women is kind of the big theme of episode five. Uh the episode focuses a lot on the women from the church and how they felt being there and you know how the teaching of Mars Hill could basically lead to toxic masculinity if you will.
2: Well one of the things that I guess it was Jessica talking about a lady that I don't know, I forget who. I only listened to it once, but <laughs> well a lady was going to church and she got her husband to start coming to church. Um because she told him about
1: Tread lightly
2: certain things that a wife needs to submit to in the bedroom area. And that got him to want to come to church. And that could be a problem. For one, it could be turned into in a abuse a type of abusive situation. And it was kind of like, in my mind, like if people are coming for that reason, that's like a cult mentality. And if this guy came to church based on his needs being met in a certain area and he could use religion to get his way, he's not coming to church for Jesus. Like he's just coming for his own selfish reasons. So I didn't see any reason to applaud in that respect. That was just like, that's a little, I don't know, that could be a little scary because there's guys like that who will want to use religion and not even Christianity any religion. That's why I'm like, hey, that sounds like a cult mentality. And it's kind of like coaxing people to come to church because there's a coffee bar or free donuts or a church potluck afterward. Like you don't need to add to uh, the gospel to, you know, to twist someone's arm
1: to come. And this is where we kind of disagreed a little bit when we were talking about, you know, because the show goes in a lot or it goes a lot into what Mark Driscoll's sort of um, theology and approach to teaching and preaching was, and he was very heavily focused on men and how men need to be what he considered godly men. So I get the idea that it could be twisted and used, and this is what we kind of had to talk about, that it could be certainly, you know, anything could be used and abused, but I think because it was Mark Driscoll who actually made this comment, it was the pastor, And, but I was like, if you go back and you kind of see the overarching theme that he had for men in that church, he wanted men to be the kind of people that wouldn't abuse that. So it was kind of definitely it could be taken in the wrong direction, but I think he was trying to steer them in the right direction. So, you know, yeah, but not, it was certainly a topic that we would be uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable hearing in a church setting. So Mm -hmm. Uh, At the very least, it was uncomfortable. But going through this, so we're just going to try to pick out a few points that we, you know, thought were interesting throughout the episode. And we'll try to do this for all the episodes. But the first one for me came right at the start of the episode, about two and a half minutes in. The host, uh, Mark Cosper, makes a claim that he says the audacity of the clip we just listened to was breathtaking. And the clip he's talking about is of Mark Driscoll, who says – he is responsible for the families and he is responsible for the conditions of the home or of the well, homes. That's
2: good. Cause you want him to care.
1: I would assume I mean, apparently Mark Cosper did not think so because his breath was taken away by this. And it made me think, and we've had this talk before, like, what is the role of a pastor? Like why do you want a pastor? You listening, um, You know, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 13 to obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. So the point is like your pastor is your shepherd, the shepherd of a flock, right? And we as churchgoers, we've chosen a flock. When I go to your church and I become a member, I've chosen that flock and that pastor to be a shepherd. And I feel like this sort of section of the podcast was sort of made to be presented like Mark Driscoll was heavy handed and, you know, he was this sort of like overbearing pastor that like, I'm the one responsible for your house. But I see it the other way around. Like, I think Christians in this country, we don't want a pastor. We want a motivational speaker. You know, that's no way like sort of expecting people to actually live up to or adhere to the values and the principles that they preach every Sunday. Like, just tell me, you know, God forgives me so I can go back to my normal life. And then you're like, oh, do you want me to tithe? Not have sex outside of marriage? You know, pray, read the Bible? Like, nah, man, I, we don't want somebody that's actually going to demand something yeah. of us. Like, that's too we much. We went
2: to, a, I think the first church we went to, like you said, that one in Arkansas, and that was the first time we had a pastor actually talk about sin often like sin going on in the church he never called out names but it was obvious he was speaking to certain individuals and we always liked that and like cuz we would feel convicted too but like he looked over the flock he knew the condition of the flock in order to preach on something because you don't usually preach on specific sins to your flock if they're not falling into that specific sin. So yeah, I
1: thought yeah, that's what I thought of when I read the, or when I heard him say this. Like, what's a pastor's job then, if it's not to be like speaking to people about where they are and where you want them to get to, and then actually holding them to that? Mm-hmm. Because he goes on later in the episode talking about how they would expel people from the church, which we just talked about in previous episodes. That's biblical. If somebody's not adhering to Scripture and they're still living in unrepentant sin you've got to get them out of your church. Um, So just kind of moving through the episode, another point that they made that really got to me is they say it almost as though it was like an outlandish proposition. And they basically say Mark's idea for the church was that church members should buy homes, grow deep roots in the community where the church was and have lots of kids And then they go on later in the episode to talk about how Mark Driscoll would tell the members that the family should have lots of children because that's the way they're going to win back the city. And again, they present this idea like it's some crazy idea that he has for the way a family should be raised. And
2: Well, God said, be fruitful and multiply.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a a command everybody knows, but like, let's ask you guys, like, How is a community going to be one for Christ in America? First off, nobody does church outreach anymore. I mean, when was the last time you had somebody like legitimately not just hand you a flyer or hang something on your door for an Easter service, but like legitimate outreach? Nobody, like nobody ties in your church. So they can't even like use money to bring people in. Uh, According to Pew Research, only 38% of Americans actually go to church on a weekly basis, which I would consider an actual religious person if you only go to church once a year, every other month, like you're probably not a Christian, let's be honest. So like, what's the plan to win the city? If it's not through Christian families, sort of having a lot of kids, raising those kids up in a godly lifestyle, and then sort of over decades taking over the city. I don't know what other plan there is.
2: I can't think of anything better. And children are a blessing from the Lord. I just don't see the argument against that.
1: I don't know, but it's presented in a way that it's not, like, it's weird or it's crazy. So, yeah. um, And then moving along kind of what she was talking about earlier with uh, sort of the, the relations between a husband and wife, there's two instances that are pointed out at different times in this episode where Mark Driscoll talks pretty explicitly about sort of relations between a husband and a wife. And Driscoll says he gets these from the Song of Solomon. And then the host speaks about this, basically saying that Driscoll's like pushing the bounds. But the problem is, is the host never actually mentions what verses he's talking about. And he never actually disputes the scriptures. He just says like, he talks about Song of Solomon and like, ooh, this is really risque of what you're talking about in a church.
2: Like it's the number one thing you want to know what verse is talking about it. Like everybody has that question on their mind.
1: Yeah, because like my problem with it is that if you think a pastor is pushing the bounds of what should be preached, as long as it's biblical, I think that's just a you problem. Like we had a long talk about this before the episode started. Whoever legitimately had a real talk about what um, is actually biblically acceptable in a marriage relationship, like we know that like, oh, the two become one flesh and but whoever actually talks about it, and yeah, it's uncomfortable. Again, not something we're used to hearing or would feel comfortable talking about. But if it's biblical, and from my quick research on the verses that they were talking about, it sounds like Driscoll was right uh, in his in what he was talking about. Is at least as far as the scriptural like integrity of it. He was right. So.
2: He wasn't just making something up. No,
1: he wasn't doing like the whole, you know, kind of the prosperity thing where like, you know, I can do all things through Christ or whatever. And like, oh, that means I can win the football game. Like he wasn't doing one of those. He was like, no, this actually says in this book, let me show you. And the host never disputes it. So I think you should be aware of that when they start telling you like, ah, this is crazy and kooky stuff, but they don't actually present evidence, just opinion. Yeah, that's what we I'd always try
2: to do. That's why we bring up scriptures so often. Like if we're talking about something God said, like you have to back it up with scripture.
1: And we'll have the scriptures down in the description. Uh, so you can check those out for yourself, but there's so much more in these episodes. They are very thought provoking and you know, we would love to hear what you guys think about these episodes. Uh, You know, just between us two, our views differ wildly on a lot of the topics, Mm -hmm. and I imagine yours will as well. So we're not super well-versed in Mark Driscoll and his whole history, or like the Mars Hill Church outside of this podcast. So we're kind of learning this through the lens of Christianity today. So we'd love to hear from you guys. And as we look to wrap up this episode, maybe, is there anything you would like to say at the end here?
2: Um, No, I don't have much more to add at least pertaining to this
1: episode well for me uh the point with listening to this at least up to episode five i keep wanting to see and like waiting to see what this smoking gun is that got driscoll run from his church and the doors shuttered like i don't feel like they've revealed anything yet i definitely think a lot of the things he says can be a little overbearing, you know, he talks about violence and stuff which I don't think is something a pastor should talk about this sexualized culture which I don't know, is it right or wrong? It's weird maybe, but I haven't seen like a smoking gun. And for me personally, like the message that he preaches, by and large I'm a fan of. Like me Nikki is not really. But like the message that he preaches towards men, even as aggressive as it appears, I'm okay with. Like for me, that does it for me. I like the aggressive nature of that preaching and I might be an outlier, but for me, that's fine. Thinking
2: about the way he preached and he talked like down to all those guys and, you know, he even said a phrase like, you're like a little boy or something. And that was just, that's, I don't think that's. Christ-like to be talking down and almost like name calling. That might've been like very mild. I guess he does counseling too. And he said, that's how he gets in his counseling session. So I can imagine he was probably toning it down a little because there were women in the room. (laughs) So
1: yeah. And again, I don't think that's Christ-like, but I think it's very human. And that was the last point that I wanted to make on this episode as we close this out. You know, they focus on one sermon in particular in this episode five where he's sort of screaming at men from the stage. You know, and he keeps saying this like, how dare you? And he's like yelling it. And they're basically trying to make the claim that Hiskell, or Driscoll's unhinged. And I don't see it that way either. You know, I think apparently they go on to say that this was maybe a staged thing that he did. But I think this is completely natural and human. And he even points out when he's screaming at these guys in the podcast plays it that some of the men he's talking to have been going there for years. So like in this church, this isn't a new problem. And I wonder sort of as a preacher, you know, we're not pastors or preachers, um, but like a church like Mars Hill has been preaching about this sexual purity or sexual immorality for years, maybe even a decade or more and you know you're the pastor preaching this and you still have congregants that aren't adhering to your teaching like at what point do you just sort of lose your patience yeah like i feel this way with tithing i feel so bad like these pastors go up there and every you know 6 months they're preaching about tithing and the blessing and the responsibility and all this and i don't know how pastors keep their cool like you've been preaching on this tithing thing for 20 years and then like you know, there's, you know, Bill or whatever in the front row, been a member for 20 years, still doesn't pay tithe. Like, I don't know how the pastor doesn't just yell like, Bill, I am talking to you. <laughs> Why are you here if you don't actually do any of the things that I'm teaching you to do from scripture or scripture? Like, I feel like that's a human thing to just lash out. Like, it's not very Christ-like, but I feel like, because he talks in that sermon about you know you're still unmarried and you got your hands all over your girl like what are you doing he's like yelling at him like i've been talking to you for years about this why are you still doing yeah. it and
2: i guess if you know your your sheep so well you're comfortable talking that way to them you know them and if they're sticking around they obviously don't mind being yelled
1: at <laughs> yeah so i just want to make that point they pointed out to be like he's unhinged to me, I feel like that's a very human reaction that like, I mean, you do this with your kids, like how many times have I told you, you know, and you, they stick the fork in the electrical outlet and you're like, ah, (laughs) so that's all we got for you guys today. Stick around. We're going to be good interview on Friday and then following up with sort of clearing up the backlog of these episodes next week. So that's all we got for you guys. Love you. God bless.
3: you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals 24. That's chime.com goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC, spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.